You've tuned into localjobnetwork.com radio and you're listening to the LGN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment related. I'm Lynn Molitor and joining me in the quad today is Azure Mahara. Hello. Jacqueline Peterson. Hi. And Carly Rubach. Hello. It is never a dull day when the LGN Radio Quad gets together. So let's jump into today's topics. Carly has an intriguing topic for us titled The Importance of Saying No. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to bring this up because this is something that I've struggled with before. And I've learned that it is important to say no because otherwise, you know, you just overwhelm yourself with tasks. You may not do the best on each individual task if you're just taking everything on. So it might be difficult for some people, but what do you guys think um, are some ways that you can gracefully say no or give reasons as to why you can't do something? What do you think about that? I definitely don't think you want to overcommit yourself. So um, saying no would be appropriate there. Um, I can tell you one person that I wouldn't say no to <laughs> is my boss. <laughs> but I um, I would try and lay expectations. You know, if I couldn't meet a date, um, I always try and give options for reprioritizing work in order to meet higher, you know, higher um, priorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a, a good point because if you have, if you're, if you're in Lynn's point, if your boss is asking you to, um, get something done, and I say I need it by tomorrow at noon. You know, I think questioning like, okay, well, this is what I have planned for tomorrow. What would you like me to substitute or take out because you also wanted this done by that time, um, so that it gives them the option to kind of readjust your schedule, or maybe they didn't remember that they had that. Oh, you know what, end of day is fine, or something like that. Yeah, and I think when we say learn to say no. For the reasons, Carly, that you mentioned, because maybe you're not going to work the best in the other tasks that you're working on. I think what we're really saying is um, let your manager know, yeah, this is what I have going on. So you're not necessarily saying, no, I'm not going to do that. What what you're saying is I'm more than happy to do that. I can't do that now unless I move some of these higher priority items. This is what I'm working on. So I think that open communication is what's key. Is, you know, saying like, okay, this is what I have going on. Is there any way you can alleviate me? Like, Carly, we had a meeting yesterday about some tasks. And and I'm like, I really want you to focus on this. Mm -hmm. I'll take all of this. Right. And then we were able to make it work. Yeah. Because in my opinion, this over here might be more important. And then... And you're more of an expert in, in this, let's say. And then that I can take. Maybe I have ex, you know some sort of experience in it, and I can help you with that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just about keeping the lines of communication open and saying, and, and again, not saying, no, I'm not going to do that, because right. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. yeah. can really <laughs> say that in the workplace. But I think it's more about, here's what I have going on. I, I, I can't help you unless we do X, Y, and Z. So how can we do that together? So would you ever suggests a different deadline would you say can I get it to you by Friday instead or do you need yeah or do you absolutely need it yeah absolutely and I think that when you come to whoever you're working with maybe it's a peer or a manager when you come offering ideas 
and I can speak for myself, that is so helpful. Oh, yeah. Versus coming with a problem and not a solution. Come with a problem and a solution. So if you get something via email, it's like, I need blah, blah, blah. And Carly, because you work with different departments all the time. So Mm -hmm. you get assignments that maybe I'm not necessarily, I'm aware of, but I'm not really actively thinking about at the time. Um, You might, you know, want to take initiative and say, I I already have this going on. I can give it to you on this date. Does that sound like a good compromise? Mm -hmm. But always come with a solution. Right. I think, too, that if you have somebody from a different department asking you, hey, can you get this done? Or I think this is a good idea. Why don't you do this? Um, Another good way, if you have a problem saying no, might be to say, you know what? Can you run that through your manager to my manager so it just goes to the chain of command Um, and then that makes the manager say no instead of you (laughs) like if it's not a high priority item you know and or it's something they don't want you to work on um but if they if they agree like yes this is something that we need to have done then you know that your manager is aware that you're doing it but right you know so it kind of can save you there too Hmm. I was just uh, back to Jacqueline's point about, yeah, come with solutions. I mean, I continued to learn that through many years as I worked with different managers, you know, and it, it just changed to the degree that I had to come up with solutions. But at any level, I mean, that's how you can demonstrate forward thinking. Mm-hmm. So, um but I have to I have to admit because Azure has commented on this before. I have told Azure no before. <laughs> but as a peer group and it was because, you know, she wanted to ask me a question I didn't have time because right. of a higher priority thing. But And that was fine. We just we connected later on and it all worked out. Yeah. Right. And she came with a solution. She said, How about this day instead? <laughs> right. I just didn't say no and then Right. <laughs> I don't think you can really say no in the workplace. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> Sure. I think it's just a, a, a general term that we just use kind of loosely. It makes for a right. good title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's an attention grabber. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, I can help you, but you got to help me here figure right. this out. So, All right. Good discussion, girls. So, Azure, you have another workplace setting topic for us today. Yeah, I wanted to talk about um, gossip, gossip in the workplace. So I think we've probably all heard it or seen it going on. Um, and I just wanted to talk just kind of basic you know, why it's bad and ways you can stay clear of it and, you know, the harm that it can bring when gossip is happening all around you or you're partaking in it. (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes you can um, unknowingly, like, get involved in it and then you end up creating a situation that you really don't even know you're a part of. (laughs) Just because if you start the gossip and, you know... Gossip always ends up, you you never know what the true story is because it just kind of snowballs out, Mm -hmm. you know. And sometimes, yeah, the people who are just like passing along, you know, like that game Telephone. Yep. Do they Mm -hmm. still call it Telephone? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's like, how did this ever happen? And then it's like, you think back and it's like, oh, it's probably someone who wasn't even involved in the initial situation anyways that they, you know, created it. Yeah, I, I... I was thinking about this was a really long time ago, and it was with a circle of friends. And um, basically what had happened is I had said something kind of in passing, um, and the people that I had said it to started gossiping about it and kind of 
like you had said, Len, it snowballed. And it became this huge issue between like a few of my friends. And I was oblivious to the fact oh, that man. it had even started. Right. <laughs> and it wasn't anything bad that I had said. You know, it was just I had I had said something that was the truth, of you know. and But it, the way that the gossip had it was portrayed. Just, yeah, and it had, like you said, snowballed and just kept going and going and going. And before I knew it, you know, it had turned into this this huge drama. And I found out about it, and I was like, wait, wait what? How did that even happen? <laughs> right, you're totally in the dark. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you can, you know, in that case, I started the gossip and didn't even realize it. <laughs> um, but... If the people that partook in it, they, they is it they, gossip then? No, no, I think it's gossip for the people who are right. Talking the people about that it. were talking about it made it into something it wasn't. And if they, you know, if they would have just said something straight to me that day, um, it would have been stopped right there. Right. You know, so that you know, it, it can bite you, and you don't even, you know. I think, I think, yeah, I think sometimes like things are misinterpreted or the perception is wrong. I think the people you have to be watch out excuse me, the people you have to watch out for are the people going around telling. Those right. are the ones that I feel like, and and I think we've all had those situations. I know at least I can speak for myself where I've had that situation happen. And, and the person who's telling you the gossip is the one that you're like, wow, you know, you're actually telling me this, like this, this changes our relationship because now I, if, if you're saying this about this other person, what do you say about me when I'm not around? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, I think that there are situations where, like you said, the both of, the both of you, like, maybe it was misinterpreted and someone was someone heard or whatever. But then it's the one that's, you know, whispering. And, and that's the one that I think you have to be really careful of because um, if they're going to say that to you, they're probably doing it about you, too, behind like, your back oh, to other people. And I think that that has <laughs> oh. to be something that you just – it changes the relationship. Right. You know? yeah. it, it definitely changes the relationship. And it's and it's not that you can't ever work with that person or that you can't trust them. It's just you, now you know. You work mm-hmm. with them different. You work yeah. with them differently. And, yeah. it, and it is harmful because you think, well, geez, I – didn't realize that's how we were operating but now I know thank you for the <laughs> thank you for the information yeah. and like you said Jacqueline if somebody if somebody's coming to you with gossip and they're saying yeah like don't you agree and then you say yeah I agree well that person could turn around then and say do oh. you know what so and so said yeah. they said this when you know and your words can get turned around and it's just like gossip can just be really ugly so so what should you do in that situation should you walk away should you say you know, try, or... try to stay upbeat. Well, maybe that person didn't mean to say it like mm-hmm. that. And um, gossipers aren't going to, you know, they, they want the feedback. They want the mm-hmm. drama back. So if you don't give that to them, they're going to stop. They're going to say, okay, anyway, well, so what was it, you know, what project we need to talk about or, you know, move on to the next thing. Yeah, because, you can't feed it yeah, or engage yeah. in it. Right. I think you just kind of have yeah. to sit there and, like, not really say anything. And then – Move on. Yeah, because I think that person, I think you're spot on, Azure. People who are gossiping want you to validate whatever they're saying. Right. And when you're just sort of sitting there looking at them and you're like, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Or I wasn't there. I don't, I'm not sure how it went or whatever. I think that that person does get the picture and is like, okay, this is not the person yeah, that wants and, to gossip with me. And know the difference, too, between, I think, gossiping and somebody that's just gossiping or somebody that had a bad day and is venting. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a difference there, too, because you can always tell somebody's just venting. 
And you know kind of to take it with a grain of salt because they might not mean half the things they're saying. <laughs> usually, you usually come and say, I just need a vent for right. like five seconds. Right. <laughs> put it out there. Right. And, and I think that, that that's normal and that's, you know, that's different. Well, but, that's a big difference. Right. Mm-hmm. But people that are gossiping mean harm or they mean to cause drama in the workplace. And you just want to – because if management finds out about that and then you're suckered into that group, it's – Oh, yeah. You don't want to be associated mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would just try to stay, uh, stay away from stay away it. From yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jacqueline and I actually have topics uh, related to education this morning. And so, Jacqueline, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I am going to be taking a grammar workshop. About time. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, I took it. I took it. I liked it. I just should probably take it. And... Um, <laughs> You know, not that I need a grammar workshop or anything. I did get straight A's in every English class I ever took. Um, but I think it's always good to take a step back and refresh the old grammar section or whatever it is that you're doing. I know lawyers have to take continuing education, CLEs, they call them. Oh, that's true. Nurses also have to do it. Uh, teachers have to do it like grade school teachers and it's just to you know help you stay up to date on the trends and what's going on in the workplace but then there's different types of jobs that don't necessarily require continuing education so I just want to talk about like some resources out there that maybe you guys have heard of or that you've read about that you can still you know hone your skills or improve what you are even if your employer isn't sending you off to a class and paying for it. Um, And one of the things that I know and that I attend all the time are like online webinars. Like, oh yes, Mm -hmm. they're free and you don't necessarily have to pay for some of them. Yes, some of them do charge, but there's a lot of free webinars where you can learn, um, you know, how to do your craft better. So I work in the communications department and there's webinars on like how to put a, a great presentation together. Oh, that's and, cool. And, um, you know, how to articulate, how to put a PowerPoint slide together and be effective. And so I just wanted to kind of get your feedback on what you guys have learned or what you know. Yeah, um, I guess my area would be more social media. And since that's a constantly evolving, there's always updates to it. I have a specific podcast that I listen to, and it comes out every couple weeks. It's on um, socialmediaexaminer.com. And it's just, it's very informative. I'm always taking notes, and it's free. And um, that's a great resource. And you're talking about webinars, Jacqueline. And um, a lot of people put their slides up on slideshare.net. And sometimes they're just more entertaining or even political, but a lot of them are educational or they're infographics, um, and that's free too. So those are my top two. <laughs> there, I, I know that the, um, I've attended a few of these just different events where um, they'll have, you know, mobile marketing and it will be somebody that you just go see speak about an expert speak about mobile marketing and like you said sometimes they're free Jacqueline sometimes they cost a little bit of money but um, a lot of the times they will have them available after work hours and or you know kind of like to accommodate people that are the the eight to fivers and things like that or according to your industry um so yeah I think you know I know that my sister uh she's a she's a hairstylist and she does she actually just went to one this past weekend where she signs up for um like their their classes where they learn the latest trends Mm -hmm. and what's what's up and coming and things like that so she goes to those and then you know 
some of the other girls in the salon will go to them too. Um, but she, always, you know, every time I go to see her, she has like a new trick she wants to try or something like that. So What's like the new hair thing where like it it, it changes from dark to blonde? Oh, what's it called? I don't know what it's called. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, it's like all over the commercials. I didn't say I went to the class. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's good though to hear the that you know some in some professions you have to stay current. Oh right? yeah. You know, I think about myself in, you know, more of an office setting. And, you know, you kind of learn the tricks of the trade just to kind of get by. But, like, I personally really like Excel. But I never had a formal Excel class. And there's part of me that when I hear of people going to advanced classes, I'm like, oh, I need to take the time to go to one. Because I'm thinking there's probably a lot of tools that – I could get even better at, but, um, you know, I just, I don't, I'm not aware, you mm-hmm. know, and it's not like you go through the whole t- t- online tutorial screen by screen. Yeah, and I know that um, sometimes at your local colleges and sometimes especially community colleges, they have classes that are open to the public. So you can actually um, sign up and go to these classes and it might be, you know, a two, three week class and it's once a week. Um, but you can go and you, I mean, I would just look mm-hmm. at your, your local schools and see, um, but you don't have to register as a student and go through all that and get accepted. Oh. It's just a class that you pay to go and you, you know, you can figure out mm-hmm. which Those one are would be best. pretty affordable too. Yes. Yeah. Us- I think the ones that I've seen are around like a hundred bucks, 75, somewhere around oh, there. Yeah. And it might change, of course, depending on what market you're in, but. Even videos, there's so many, like, videos. If you just, like, you know, do a Google or Bing search (laughs) um, for free educational, whatever your topic is, Uh you know, all these um, videos come up that Mm -hmm. you can sit then Mm -hmm. at your own at your own leisure and learn. But I agree with you, Jacqueline. It's, you know, we're in such a fast-paced society now that you just have to stay, you know, stay current in your profession or learn, you know, just to do self-improvement. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's helpful for you professionally, but also for your employer. They benefit the reaps of you constantly pushing yourself to that next level, to what's out there, how do I... Um, how do I bring us to the next level? So, And then that only helps you in your workplace setting. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I w- thought we'd end today's topic or segment talking about the value of internships for those college students wondering whether or not an internship is worth pursuing. It's um, We have some interns in our own office who will be graduating soon, and that means... Uh, you know, they're going to be moving on, and we're always sad to see mm-hmm. them leave. But um, what are your thoughts about an internship? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Your internship can turn into your first full-time job. Um, I also think that when you have when an employer sees an internship on there, they know that the the initial shocks and bumps might have been smoothed out a little bit because it is a shock going from being a full-time student or a college student into working in an office. So there's a little bit of a transition there. Plus, you're learning the skills as you're coming in so they know they're not teaching you, you know, kind of starting from scratch. Yeah, I would absolutely say do it. I know that when I first graduated from journalism, I had an internship at a TV station and it was just an easy transition for them. They were like, well, we have an opening. Let's give it. I mean, obviously, I interviewed for it. And um, <laughs> and then they hired me right after I graduated. So oh, that was good. It was just easy because I had 
and it was an unpaid internship too. I got credits for oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I was curious was about unpaid. the paid versus unpaid. My university, I went to the I went to the University of Arizona, and in the journalism department there, and I don't know if it's different now. It might be, but. You either had a paid internship or an unpaid internship. It had to be one or the other. And if it was unpaid, you could get credits. But if it was oh. paid, you could not earn credits. Mm-hmm. And so I um, I mean, the TV station wasn't going to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> but it gave you an idea then after you were done with school, right? To, oh, yeah. It's like, okay, what am I getting into? Absolutely. And, you know, you just basically learn everything. And that's the cool thing about an internship. Typically... When you're interning, yes, you have a role and you have duties, but don't be afraid to ask. Like, can I go sit with so-and-so over there and watch how they put a show together? Or can I go um, with the photogs? And depending on whatever your internship is, don't be afraid to ask if you can go Mm -hmm. do those things. Obviously, they're going to give you responsibilities and duties that you need to do. But feel free to come on on off days and say, I want to sit with, you know, one day I want to own my own company. Can I sit with the CEO on Tuesdays and Thursdays? I don't intern on those days, but I'd like to just walk a day in his life or her life and see what they do. Like, this is your opportunity to really learn what you're doing. And you might get an internship. It may be nothing that you thought it was going to be, but come in on those other days and shadow those people that you're like, I really want that job. I'm sort of doing this, but I really want to do that. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, the expectations of an intern are totally different than even if you're an entry level whatever. Mm Um, yeah, there is more of that. We'll help you out. We'll take you under our wing. We want, you know, we want you to get through school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I found just making the connections that you make through the internship, too. I still see people from the very first internship I had when I moved here, and I ended up getting uh, my, my first column out of the deal. And, oh. you know, I didn't get paid much for it, but... I got so many clips and I was able to present that to my next job interview being like, here, I have this column. And so you can just make a lot of valuable connections and um, hopefully get some great experience. Um, And in college, I had a, um, I guess you'd call it a forced internship. I mean, it was more (laughs) of a class, but the, in the journalism school, we all had to work for the city paper, the Columbia paper. So they just put us, they just put all the students in the newsroom and it was pretty fun. But that's cool. Yeah. You just, you learn so much when you just, you're fully immersed in it. And but you were with, I mean, you were with a bunch of people that were in the same boat then too. Right. I mean, it's not even like you had to go. Right. Yeah. You know, and then you have the professors that are directing you, but, um, but yeah, you can get a mentor from out of the deal and Huh. It's all good. That, Internships. That was a smart way to get their yeah, their stories done. Don't they, a lot uh, of companies work. Uh, they also require intern. Sometimes oh, that's they? a requirement, yeah. I think, to or may put you at the top of the list. So mm-hmm. if all else, you know, could get your foot in the door for a job. Well, and I think in a lot of cases with so many internships out there, you're almost at a disadvantage sometimes when your resume doesn't have mm-hmm. some kind of work experience that relates to, you know, what you're right. getting into. Yep. I know my background was in IT and internships weren't like a big thing back then, but um, I had an intern in my class, my my programming class at my new employer, and he actually did very well because he was on the same path as we were after he graduated because he had all the same experience as us entry-level people had. 
So, And I know somebody that just recently was looking for an IT internship, and um, he found uh, a company that he really liked and wanted to go after, and they didn't actually offer an internship, but they ended up hiring him on full-time. So, oh. And once he graduates, you know, then they're going to put him into a more permanent um, IT role. But in the meantime, they're kind of treating it like an internship, but he's still getting oh. paid full-time. Yeah. So. Oh, that all worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's good. So get your internship. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that'll do it for us today. If you'd like to suggest topics for discussion on the LJN Radio Quad, send a message to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. For Azure Mahara, Jacqueline Peterson, and Carly Rubach, I'm Lynn Molitor. Thanks for listening. 